Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. Welcome to Fightful. It's August 7th. 2023 we are just a couple days removed from SummerSlam. we just had a ton of stuff there i I can't even plug it all go to fightfulselect.com we had a ton of exclusive news from SummerSlam, from the rundown to the producers to who was going to be in town who wasn't all that good stuff just a, a a whole bunch of it and then afterwards, we had merch sellers, moose contract info. We had news that the New Day was going to return, raw plans, all that good stuff. Best $5 in the business. But by golly, SummerSlam in the books. Denise Salcedo's here. She hosted our SummerSlam post-show on Saturday. Denise, how and you it was doing? a disaster for like the first 20 minutes. <laughs> I don't know if you saw, but there was one point in the stream where I was just like, oh, I don't know what to do. I did a mental I, breakdown at one I point. I sent in reinforcements, though. Yeah, I messaged you during the ad reads. I played them twice. I was like, I got a message, Sean. Like, what the fuck do I do? Do I just fucking keep going? And I was thing first oh, off. I'm sorry. And I was kind well, of like a minute a and a bit. half into the show. We got two F-bombs, Denise. You got to make it like three minutes before YouTube won't monitor. That's what she said. You at least got to make it three minutes. I give Denise a raise and she immediately gets our shows demonetized. Like, what is the okay, deal first here? First of all, like no one's getting demonetized. You know how many F-bombs I've dropped on my own shows and I never get demonetized. Like, they don't even care. As long as anyway, you're not out here spewing hate speech, like YouTube's going to let you go off with some couple of F-bombs. Anyway, you're supposed to wait a couple minutes before you do those. Uh, that's what gets through the algorithm. That's what gets through the, their auto checks is after a couple minutes. But Luis, send in your super chat, send in your humper chats. I get your questions, your statements right on the air. Pretty newsworthy episode of Raw tonight. Uh, getting in your super chats and humper chats is how you get your question or statement Red on the air here at Fightful and every single week over on FightfulSelect.com. I do a Q&A show. Uh, last night, I did a very special 
live backstage report podcast where I also reviewed WWE SummerSlam. I was there live. I was at the presser. Just a whole ton of stuff there. Uh, leave a thumbs up on this video. Please subscribe. We are over 99,000. We are really, really close to that 100,000 mark. We had a lot of great shorts this past weekend and an interview with Cody Rhodes. I believe it is the only one-on-one -on -one interview that he did last week on video. I could be wrong. But fancy. It was fancy. I was very, very proud of that. Uh, up in the stands of Ford Field. He had me up in the sting seats, but still better seats than I got uh, in the press box. <laughs> How is that view? Because you know, always when you take photo pictures like Horrible. on the phone, it always looks worse on a cell Horrible. phone. But it was bad what, even when you were there. What what I almost did was use my my actual camera and zoom in for like the the content, but it wouldn't have filmed them vertically for Kyler to just throw up on on shorts and stuff like that. So I that's see. why I didn't. So. Once I learned a little bit more about that, I'll I'll work my way into that. But uh, abysmal. But you know did what? They at least have screens in the press box, like they usually do, though. They they, they did, but they weren't on. But uh, they did have Slim Jims up there, in which I sarcastically mentioned to WWE the day before, and they said we'll see. And then there were just did Slim they usually Jims give catering like food and there was stuff. good. There was the catering is actually okay, very. Okay, I was good about to week. say they did just yeah. feed you Slim Jim, <laughs> Slim Jim and C four Sl Slim Jims. I think Slim, it's Slim Jims. Yeah, but, I said, uh, but did they just feed you Slim Jims? Like multiple, yeah. multiple, like plural, Sean. Like not just but one Slim Jim. Like that would be me. Like, hey, welcome to our press box. Here's one Slim Jim. Yeah, it was Slim Jims. There were, there were several. Multiple, plural. Yeah, multiple Slim Jims. But either way, guys, uh, we had a ton of coverage on FightfulSelect.com and all of our platforms. We are stepping up our coverage on threads, on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, and the video aspect of all of those. So uh, I really hope that you guys are enjoying what we're doing. I want to put over Kyler. He has really been stepping up his work of late. And our moderator, Luis, here that is gathering super chats, gathering humper chats, all that good stuff. Your question or statement will get answered uh, in the segment that they they come to but easy breezy says this raw was refreshing this five dollars is for the money you won't get because of denise's cursing uh and uh, spencer says finally a show that was worth watching and made sense well vince ain't involved that's all i can say and i'm i'll be honest i brought those raw plans back because vince ain't been around that's i felt comfortable bringing those back on fightful select because he ain't been there. Spencer says, show felt a lot better tonight. Love the new commentary. Let's talk about that, Denise. Michael Cole, Wade Barrett moved over to Raw. Uh, Kevin Patrick is moved over to SmackDown, as is Corey Graves. They were doing this, I'm told, because they like Kevin Patrick, but he needed some more seasoning, and he needed to work with Michael Cole directly. Also, if you need to improve... You're definitely going to be calling some bloodline segments. You don't want to, you know, mess those up in any capacity. That that's some motivation. Mess one up? No, I'm just saying you don't oh. want to be messing those up. That is some motivation to kind of, uh, I, I don't know, maybe maybe form whatever mold they want you to in that capacity. But what did you think of the changes tonight? 
Well, you know, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and talk to, and say that this isn't something that you and I have discussed here on the show because it has been. Uh, and I've said this a bunch of times, but I think that Raw was missing a lot of energy on the show. Like, come on, this is Monday Night Raw. Like, we should be excited about what is being shown on our television screens and how the commentators sell that to the viewers and how they dictate their pacing and their tone of what they're talking about is going to help sell that product to the people that are at home watching and so that was the one thing that I had like the biggest kind of you know just a little bit of irritation with was the lack of energy on the show but when I saw the announcement for the actual move and the changes for commentary I felt I felt two things one I was like okay cool because you know we all know Michael Cole's work we already know what to expect from Michael Cole and uh he he is, you know, so, so natural. It's so natural, right? You just, you already know what you get. The only thing that I do wish is that I do wish that, how do I explain this? That we brought and saw new faces, new voices, but voices that were already advanced and could already be sitting in these, you know, lead positions doing play by pay, play by play and doing color commentary. Because at what point are, you know, we're just we're seeing the same people over and over again. And so that kind of sucks. Um, but other than that, I'm excited. I liked what they did today. I love Wade Barrett. I think he's been doing a phenomenal job in his role. And then the other thing that I do want to mention, though, is I hope at some point that they do give Vic Joseph another chance on I the main too. roster, because I've been watching this guy now on NXT and I genuinely like his commentary. And even when Booker T came on board to NXT to do commentary, Sean, I was on the fence when I saw that announcement, I was like, oh boy, this is going to be bad. It's been, honestly, it's been enjoyable. I've enjoyed their chemistry and their bond together. They work well. You know, Booker T is funny and he says some crazy stuff and Vic Joseph tells you, uh, explains the product to you and in a way that if you don't watch NXT on a weekly basis, you know what's going on. And so I feel bad that, you know, because of first impressions, they probably don't want to put him back up there on the main roster, you know, on the main roster. But I do think at some point they should take a second look at Vic Joseph for that raw or SmackDown commentary position. They gave Vic Joseph like three or four months. And this was under Vince too. So anybody that tried commentary under Vince, I'm not going to hold it against them except Adnan Burke who got like a month and he just wasn't good. He wasn't good at that. Uh, Jimmy Smith got, how long did he get? Like a, a couple a year months. I like Jimmy Smith. I feel like yeah. if he still would have been here right now, I think he would be like even better than he was before. But I did like Jimmy Smith. I had no yeah. problem with Jimmy. But uh, I I like Kevin Patrick a lot personally. I think he'll he'll do. I think he'll do well. But it's just I don't know if he's the lead commentator for no WWE because it's Raw or SmackDown. So for oh yeah yeah I get what you mean. But yeah. It's also sucks too because I'm gonna like when you are I don't I'm not crazy about the three man booth like I'm not really crazy about it I like it's fine when you got the right people in it but it is also very hard because everybody has like their spot their position of when they can chime in and when they can say things and usually you're the third one and you're the bottom of the barrel of the actual team like it kind of sucks because you're pretty much just getting scraps and sometimes it could step on the person who's actually doing the play by play because they got to be calling the action so when you you got an additional person there you really just get the scraps there and it's like how do you learn when you are you know the third person we have uh Saeed suka saying this episode truly shows the difference between triple h booking and vince booking he definitely messing with his stuff in the past couple of months yes 
And uh, Triple H just outright fibbed on the, the post-show presser saying that, that Vince wasn't involved. Yes, yes, Vince absolutely was involved. Vince was so involved that I was not posting the rundowns. I was like, I can't in good conscience post the stuff that's going to change. Uh, Nick says, any word on what Nick Aldis helped produce? No, he was not listed on any uh, producer list. Neither was Bobby Roode. However, Denise, we got word that both of them have been, or at least training to be producers. Nick Aldis should be with the company in a wrestling capacity. However, here we are in August, and ain't nobody been signed to the main roster since December. That leads us to uh, the Kyrie question. Will says, your news is the one I trust. So you know anything about the Kyrie saying news being true? I've heard they've had talks. I can't confirm a signing or anything like that. Again, the same thing with Carlito. I'll say the same thing about Kyrie. When it comes to the main roster, I'll believe it when I see it. I will believe it when Kyrie Singh comes strolling out there and hits that big elbow drop. I'll believe it when Carlito's music comes out and he spits an apple in somebody's face that they are actually signed and that they're going to debut here. It's it's. Do you, you have know. a prediction as to when the hiring freeze is going to like you know start to mellow out? Uh, when the the deal goes through, when the the deal is finalized, I think so. And uh, Sonya Deville, unfortunately, we got news. I actually heard about this a couple hours before it was announced, but I didn't know the severity of the injury. Torn ACL, that really, really sucks. Uh, she posted a video about it. Denise, there are now no teams on the WWE roster on the women's side that are active, healthy, and have held the WWE women's tag team titles. None of them. So my first thought, by the way, when I saw the news, and I hate to put out the C word, but I'm starting to think these titles are cursed. It seems like it. Like I saw somebody say it's the the Naomi Sasha curse. Yep, I was thinking that. And I don't want to go to be all superstitious and be sure. some psycho, you know, hey, some listen, crazy sidekick or something. But I believed it, in the I believed in the Bo Jackson curse for the Bengals for 30 years. The Babe Ruth curse for the Red Sox for like a hundred years. Um, Perhaps like, some circumstance. I just feel like okay at this point, how many injuries have have we seen with the title? Someone gets injured, someone's gone, or all of a sudden, you know, in Ronda and Shayna's situation, everything has to be rushed because Ronda's leaving. It yeah. just feels like there's always something that happens. And what was weird is that I thought about this when um when. Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville won the title. So I'm like, oh, finally. Like, I feel like this is going to be like the moment that a team actually gets going and they're not sidelined or sidetracked due to an injury or something. And it kind of just creeped in my mind really quickly. And then like later on, then it ends up happening. Like, I feel so bad because I don't want to, you know, I feel like once you start saying it, then all of a sudden you're like, wait. Sure. Shit, are, is these, are these really cursed? It's too Aaron extreme. Garcia. Aaron Garcia says, hi, SRS and Denise. This felt like a clean slate for now. It was a very fast, fast three hours. Great show. I had a good time watching this show. Uh, unfortunately, you know, well, fortunately, Chelsea's saying, I'm going to hold on to these belts, et cetera, et cetera. Then they say, we got to determine who's going to be the tag team champions. Oh, I just hate that. I, that's, that's such a bummer that we don't Where are know. Where are the options? I don't know. At I this point, know. we should start pitching ourselves to Triple H. Be like... <laughs> we should be, we're the Rob Post show. I believe as as uh Eric Young pointed out to you, he was a knockouts tag team champion as well. They should have kept him. 
They should have kept him. Matt Cardona said that when we were interviewing him, said he was one half of one half. Uh, They got to bring him in. D. Burns says the real curse here. Cardona wore it in Japan. Yeah. Sheldon Jackson says, to me, it seems like they moved Kevin Patrick to Fridays in order to keep him in the company, hoping he won't do so many MLS games since he's not with WWE. He's calling MLS games. Um, I don't know if that's a thing where they'd be like, oh, man, we got to keep him from the MLS. We got to. Like, I don't think that they view him in that manner. They like him a lot. Everybody I talk to likes him a lot. But um, I don't think that they mind him doing the MLS stuff. They have a lot of people who sort of double dip there. KE775 says, you think we see more people get integrated into Raw and SmackDown in the future? Great seeing some new faces. Yeah, I would expect to see uh, Johnny back soon, hopefully, and Piper Niven soon. I think I'm about to, to post some some news on on johnny maybe in the in the coming weeks he's healthy by the way he's good to go wasn't at SummerSlam. that's a bummer but uh odyssey I don't jones remember the worked, last time we saw johnny gargano like may like may he's been healthy ever since too uh odyssey jones did a dark match rs man sent a very generous super chat said mr sat miss denise I'm uh, watching on a, on my cell at a bar because my girl wants to ignore me. Sitting through Raw at a bar is probably why. <laughs> nice <laughs> L.A. Knight impression, Denise. L.A. Knight and Miz could be money. Jack, toast for you guys. Good show. This should have been in the L.A. Knight uh, Miz section uh, of, our, of our show. But, Denise, your L.A. Knight impersonation was dog shit. I'm sorry that you hate my L.A. Knight impression. It was real bad. You Why don't do you do us? yours with your Kentucky accent? No, I'm good. Go. If you think mine is so bad, then do yours. No, I'm good. I'm 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 just saying yours you're is really bad. You're just a shit talker. You just well, you're yeah. just like those people that sit at home and talk shit but then don't want to try it. You know the era of LA Knight that I enjoyed the most? The the, the dummy yeah era when he had the button in TNA. Oh, that was a okay. good one. That do the, do, do it. Do the yeah. No, I'm good. Do I'm the good. let me talk to you. Do maybe, something. Maybe people pay enough money. I okay, will. then. Fine. How Let's many? How, how much? How many super chats? How much? I guess, I a guess like, we'll see a how certain much you like guys on can the video. Our, our good friend here sitting here praising yours. And listen, RS seems like he's very easily amused. And I appreciate him for doing that. I and mean, I he's watching us at a bar. Free. I'm not a diva like you. That's like, oh, pay me money to do this. Really? Really? Mm-hmm. that's that's what we're gonna say what conversation did we have in the last couple of weeks i don't remember you don't remember <laughs> denise doesn't remember we have becoming. a lot of conversations uh, I yeah don't remember. we sure do she, she missed the best paid post-show host uh in wrestling uh memo i guess but uh, hey here we are the, she's not a diva she's not a diva guys not at all <laughs> Not at all. Didn't didn't come to Detroit to watch Taylor Swift at all. Not at all. There was a Taylor Swift party in Detroit, too. Oh, wait. I'm sure they're everywhere. They have them everywhere. They do all types of parties for Taylor. Denise, what did the boogeyman used to eat? I practice. Luis Montoya, I practice. A worm. Adrian Wells says, I'll give it to you. Give you 50 to do it right now. Yeah. Dummy, yeah, there we go, bro. You should have waited till he give you the 50. 100k. Now, Adrian's a good dude, he's good for it. I trust the man. Okay, I, oh, I know now. Adrian. You gotta Wells. do it at least one more time. One more time, Tonto. See, 
One of those. There we go. D- do you speak Spanish, Denise? Do you know what no, that means? I've never spoken Spanish in my life. There we go. I mean, listen, that's a good amount. I'm pretty happy. You're yes. Yeah, SRS, so. have you ta- spoken to talent from AEW after the Lufisto interview? I spoke to AEW. I spoke briefly with uh, a lot of people there. And I- I'll say this. The the people online were far more brutal to her than uh, than the wrestlers or the management or anybody else were. Adrian Wells, look at that. Our dude, Adrian Wells. Bam. I told you he was good for it. I know this man. He is a good man. And um, you know what? I am going to donate that to a very worthy cause, that amount. So thank you very much. Yeah, my direct deposit. <laughs> yeah, your direct deposit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. At least we're going to make money on this show now. After Denise's raise, my God, this post okay, raw show is about to be a lot. I don't know. Can we? Yeah, can like we? if you don't get a raise every two seconds, I shit. don't. I passed on my raise this year. Thank you. How about that one to help to help redistribute well, the wealth? Yeah, at because Fightful. rent is like five hundred dollars in Kentucky. I you have that house. option. I own my house, Denise. Bro, Justin I Monday. On one, I miss one raw show, and all of a sudden, I'm like, "Damn, bro, that internet bill! I don't know what's gonna happen." Gonna have to start engagement farming on on the X, Denise. Bro, I'm ready to start posting rump shakers and shit. Justin Monday <laughs> said they should have never merged the women's and NXT tag titles. <laughs> uh, also, they should cut the brand split. A head officials never stick to the rule. So we will talk a little bit more about that. Um, LA Knight popped up on the show. We're just going to go ahead and talk about it because there's two chats that should have been applied to that segment. LA Knight uh, popped up backstage. Miz took exception to it. And then LA Knight interrupted the Miz's segment. I didn't think that I was going to be interested in an LA Knight Miz feed. First off, why the hell's LA Knight on Raw? That don't make any damn sense. Besides... From a kayfabe perspective, from a normal human's perspective, well, it's because he's massively over. That's why he's on Raw, because he's over as hell. You couldn't go anywhere in Detroit without, yeah, 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 all day long. But I thought they did really good here. Now, L.A. even stumbled a couple times, but The Miz was like, this is what I did. Main event of WrestleMania, U.S., Intercontinental, Tag Team, World Champion, et cetera, et cetera. And I did it all younger than what you are now. And L.A.'s like, yeah, well, now your career's in the toilet and my ascent is going to happen after your ascent. I'm going to have to just whip your ass first. And he hit his finish, which is not an easy finish to do. It's not an easy one to make look smooth. And boy, did he make it look smooth. He and Miz did a great job there. I'm cool. As long as this doesn't go on and on and on and on forever, I would be interested in seeing a few promos and a match out of these two. Right. And here's the thing, like when it comes to the Miz, because they, and just speaking in recent memory with the stuff that they've recently done with him with the tiny balls and how that dragged on for so long. And then we had the whole thing with Dexter Loomis. And then prior to that, we were getting, um, 
moist TV and all of just these really terrible things that we had to sit through. And so I was kind of thinking when we saw the backstage segment first where the Miz was walking and he was supposed to be going to his photo shoot and then someone tells him like, oh, you're going to have to wait. And then all of a sudden we see LA Knight taking his photos. I'm going, okay, so they're going to do the Miz LA Knight. I can see why they're going to do this. This makes sense to me. Uh, I think that they have clearly been trying to give LA Knight more mic time. We've been seeing that. And who else, I guess, better than there's definitely better but who else you know in terms of someone that isn't necessarily in a program right now I feel like the Miz definitely fits this with LA Knight so I'm thinking okay fine if this is Raw we're talking about and they're clearly wanting to go the Hollywood route and the LA route even though neither guy was born here but whatever I'm just gonna choose to ignore that um and so the things that I liked about this though is that I was pleasantly surprised by this I was very much interested and cared as to what the Miz had to say. I thought that the Miz did a really good job here because he kind of, you know, blurred the lines a lot here where he incorporated a lot of things that, you know, people have been saying on social media and just really bringing in the whole thing of telling him, you know, you're just the flavor of the month. And I've done all of this stuff in my career. And what have you done in the last 20 years? And the part that really kind of got me, the one that really stuck, stood out to me was when he told them that he was an uh, Attitude Era fanboy that was just cosplaying in his in the ring. And I'm like, okay, Okay, that's a pretty good damn burn. And as I was sitting there, I was going, damn, how is Ellie Knight going to bounce back from that? Because if someone's calling you an Attitude Era, uh, you know, cosplayer, that's pretty embarrassing. Nobody wants to be called no fanboy. Yeah. So then when Ellie Knight said um, that he was basically that the Miz was the safe option and that he wasn't, that he was a more of a dangerous man. And that's why they didn't want to take a chance on him. I thought that he found a good way of at least trying to get back at the Miz. And it wasn't as, he didn't have like a big massive burn in my opinion to the Miz, oh, but I, I still I like thought the, his explanation was good. I liked him. He had the only tiny balls joke that I thought was funny. He was like, I'm not talking about those stepping stones. Oh yeah. The got stepping stones got a good pop from that's the audience too. Like, yeah. That's so that was good. One. I was but like, I that was smooth. The, you know, the Miz was fired up. Ellie Knight was, he challenged Ellie Knight in terms of yeah. like, just like a promo skills and bouncing back when he did have those stumbles. So this was the first time that I was actually interested in something from both guys. We got uh, Eric saying, I can't get over how incredibly mid SummerSlam was. Biggest show in Detroit since Mania 23. We get the biggest dud PLE of the year. Super predictable, nothing memorable. Hope my city treated you better than the show did SRS. Raw was eons better than SummerSlam and I'm bitter. It was the easiest flight of my life. I got to walk out of my front door and be on a plane within like 25 minutes. And it was like a 40, 48, 49 minute flight. I really enjoyed the city. Uh, I, I will definitely come back. But I definitely think that Finn and Rollins was memorable. And I think the EO Sky win was very memorable. So. The Seth Rollins Finn Balor match. It was funny because I wasn't even too interested because we'd seen it already. Like I knew it was gonna be good, but let's be sure. real, we'd seen it already. Dude, it was the best match of the freaking night. Yeah. It was my favorite, blew, my favorite thing. Blew money in the banks out of the water. I thought. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Intercontinental contender match. We broke this news on fightfulselect.com. Best five dollars in the business. Subscribe today. But then you see the participants, you see the ingredients involved. Denise, you don't know what they're cooking, but you see the ingredients and you go, okay, this is going to be good. Chad Gable defeated Matt Riddle, Ricochet, and Tommaso Ciampa. 
And it ain't overnight, but I don't remember these Gable chants happening a week or two ago. The man, it, he's right there. He's right there. And I don't think he should beat Gunther before this, this title record or anything. But damn, is he over. You knew this was going to be good. I kind of wish this was way longer. This could have been 25, 30 minutes. And I would have been like, yep, let's go. Let's go. This was everything that I wanted except for longer in length. But the right guy won. You got a bunch of people some shine. This was a Triple H match is what this was, Denise. So I'll say this much. To me, this is what Raw has been missing. Raw has been missing matches like this where you got four guys that aren't necessarily, you know, in big programs or anything. I mean, it's, of course, Logan Ricochet is coming off of that Logan uh, Paul thing. But even prior to this, like you got guys that, you know, it's hit or miss every week in terms of whether or not they are heavily featured on the show, right? But then all these four guys are so incredibly talented in the ring that you should be seeing them in big programs. So for me, this match was a really good way of getting all of these guys in a serious match that you actually cared about while also getting to mix it up in there with all of these other different competitors. So for me, I kind of felt like they got a lot of bang. We got a lot of bang for our buck with this match here. And I want to see more matches like this take place on Raw. And I also agree with you. I think it could have been even longer. But the highlights for me, and I wasn't expecting Gable to win, by the way. I wasn't expecting yeah. him to win. And the whole time, I was right before the bell, right before the match ended, I was about to tweet like, man, um, you know, this is an appreciation tweet for Chad Gable because you're know, so freaking good, right? And then all of a sudden he wins and I'm like, oh shit, I wasn't actually expecting Chad Gable <laughs> to win. And when he, he, to me, the reason why I was going to tweet that in the first place, by the way, because every single interaction that he had with Ciampa, with, with, uh, with Riddle, with Ricochet, with whoever the hell, all these different wrestlers that bring a different style to the ring, Gable had the best interactions with them. The suplexes, the bridge works, the just the overall smoothness. smoothness. This man is like freaking Greek yogurt. Just so good, so delicious, so, so, so easy, so easy to love. He is eight years after his NXT debut and about six years after his WWE debut, and now he is over more than ever. That is, that is really awesome. I think it started to happen, by the way, where we started to see this slow climb of popularity for Chad Gable. Um, two things that I think contributed to this. One, first of all, was Triple H taking over because Chad Gable yeah. was put in more prominent matches. You know, he had all of these. One of the moments we had in the match was that little confrontation that he had with Matt Riddle. Okay, you think about immediately, you think about uh, their history when they were doing RK, uh, RK Bro and the Alpha Academy. And immediately you think about that. So one was the Triple H thing. The other one, I truly think having Chad Gable and Otis do more media people are seeing these interviews people are seeing their personalities on top of what they're seeing on the programming i think people started to like fall in love and connect more with 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 chad gable with otis and i do think that those two things are really what kind of has catapulted and of course his great in-ring skills right but you know that's what's really catapulted i feel uh chad gable into being a lot more popular Tom Brady says only complaint I have is still no Gargano, hopefully sooner than later. But uh, Gunther got involved here and then backstage 
Ludwig Kaiser talked some trash to Otis and Maxine, ended up beating Otis in a match. I mean, this is a natural little way to continue this feud and to give you a little bit of something else that threads this story. I didn't have a problem with this. And Ludwig Kaiser's got to win some matches. I'm so excited about this. Can I just say it's like my favorite thing that I saw in Raw today was the oh, yeah? Ludwig Kaiser Maxine Dupree stuff. It's good. Right. I we haven't had like a love angle on the show since oh my god since the twenty four seven championship picture for aside from the Rhea Dominic stuff yeah the twenty four seven stuff that they did that was terrible by the way but anyways we haven't had like some sort of like love angle type of story and Ludwig Kaiser chasing after Maxine Dupree who and you know in his eyes is the hot chick obviously in all of our eyes but that is you know out there freaking hanging out with the guys that she probably shouldn't be right and he's trashing them um I like this I like that he was like oh I like sassy feisty girls and then during the match you know they have like this little bit of a moment and uh, I like what they're doing here, and I kind of want to see this chase where we get this very serious guy, Ludwig Kaiser, going. Yes. Tr- you know, we're seeing more of like this lovable side of him, or not a lovable side of him, but more of like the guy that's chasing the girl. You can't help but to kind of want to see that. I interviewed Maxine this weekend too. I really, I, I enjoyed talking with her. As what was well. she like in person? She was really great. She was uh, just really, really nice. I actually saw her. Uh, she snuck a photo with a child outside of the fan service event as well. She was she was very, very great. Uh, RS says, I sense Triple H trying to re-educate fans with his booking, minimal stip matches, not bringing people back to pop a rating, relying on characters and storytelling. Well, as Rock Hard Joel Wood points out, it might not be his call if he can bring back people to pop him. Says, okay, Sean, don't kill me, but it's my weekly question on the topic with Dave and PWI reporting that Kyrie is on her way back. Would that possibly signal the end of this damn hiring freeze? Listen, I am not ruling out the fact that Vince on painters calls in and says, she ain't coming back. Hiring freeze. Ah, I'll believe it when I see it. So I don't think that Triple H really has a say in the, well, we're not going to have pops, return pops, because as we found out last year, Denise, he loves a good return pop. In fact, he loves about 15 or 20 of them. He loves them. Um, but, uh, the no stipulations thing. Yeah. I was straight up told when the rumors, the dog collar match with Cody and Brock came up, I was told we're selling out venues without the stipulations. So let's say the stipulations for when we need something to put asses in seats. And I said, okay, cool. Isn't it crazy? What a different situation landscape we were in last SummerSlam and then this SummerSlam it was it's night and day night and day like I still remember when damage control became a thing and everybody's like oh my god this is this show is sponsored by BetterHelp if you had an extra hour in your day what is the first thing that you would do read a book take a nap play some video games do something for a friend volunteer A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. 
This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. So cool. This is the start of a new era. (laughs) Well, it can be a start of a new era for you, my friends, when you use FitBod. Fitbod.me slash PPV. You want to check this out. This is going to take your workouts to a new level. Daily workouts, goal and experience settings, muscle recovery, the ability to connect to all your devices. They have timed intervals, circuits and supersets, equipment selection. This stuff has helped me out a lot as I'm trying to get in the best shape of my life. And the thing I like about it, when I travel, it is so useful. So maybe you have weights one day, you have bands the next, and maybe the next day you don't have any equipment. You can only do body weight exercises. FitBod is going to cater your workout to that, and it's going to cater your workouts based on how fresh your muscles are. You can ask a trainer. You can use video demonstrations and exercise instructions. If you don't know what you're doing, you need to stop guessing and start working. And at fitbod.me slash ppv, you can redeem your 25% off code, and you can download to try it now for free. Fitbod, that's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash PPV, over 150,000 five-star reviews and over 5 million downloads. Fitbod.me slash PPV. LA Knight, Super Chat, Humper Chat right here. Sean, how do you feel about the rumor Slim Jim picked LA Knight as the winner because they wanted him for the commercial? Kind of sets a precedent for outside companies affecting certain matches they sponsor. I like Knight. Uh, getting his due, but like this. Okay, so that that rumor emerged from me saying that Slim Jim wanted LA Knight for the commercials. Why would they not want Snap into a Slim Jim? Yeah, as like it's common sense. They also wanted Bianca too, and Bianca didn't leave with the world title. But also, this is one of the biggest sponsorships in Slim Jim history. And Denise, I don't know if you had heard this story, but Eric Bischoff has told it numerous times. When Randy Savage came to WCW, he came with a $500,000 salary, but he said, hey, I'm bringing my Slim Jim sponsorship too. And that was $500,000 a year. So they got Randy Savage for free, 
just to run some Slim Jim ads. Slim Jim has always had a very, very nice investment in wrestling and have understood the value of what wrestling specifically can do for their brand in a cultural aspect because well, it's like Slim Jim ain't anywhere near as big without Randy Savage. Yeah. I was about to say, and you, you said it right there was when you think of Slim Jim, what do you think of Randy Macho Savage. man, Randy Savage? Like that's what you think of. Like, it's almost like if it, it, I, you know how many times I walk into the seven 11 and you know, the little holder that holds in the Slim Jim, you yep. still see Randy Savage there. And it's like, that's the, that's the image that you associate with this brand. And as we know, branding is very important. So I think at this point, it's become more of like this cultural thing. And it's pretty cool to see how long it's lasted. In Simmons says, I thought Ricochet was going to eat the pen and got worried. Don't want him getting pinned again 48 hours later. I loved the reasoning when Ricochet is backstage complaining. He's like, the ref screwed up. And Adam Pierce is like, you're right, but his decision is final. But here's how I'm going to make it up to you you're going to get a shot at the top contendership for the IC title. I thought that made a lot of sense. Becky Lynch comes out. No Trish tonight. Darren Lloyd says, what's the point of a commercial free hour to run video package? Then make Becky wait 10 minutes in the ring before cutting a promo. And immediately have Sheena and Zoe waiting another 10 minutes in the ring before the match starts. Denise, one of my favorite shows, Naked and Afraid, does this a lot. You don't get a commercial for like 20, 25 minutes. And then you're like 51 minutes into the show and the last nine minutes of the broadcast are commercials. And you're like, well, what the hell's the point? Uh, yeah. yeah, that was. All those reality be- shows do that. And then they yeah. replay everything. You're like, I just saw this. We just, we were gone for commercial for like four minutes. I don't need to see what we just saw. Exactly. KE775 says, does Trish Becky end next week or do they do a rubber match at payback? It'd make an awful lot of sense if they extended this to payback, but if they gave it a very, very good raw main event, I wouldn't be upset about that. What are you thinking, Denise? Well, I feel like there has to be a big payoff at the end. So I think whatever stage they feel is best for that, I think that no matter what, they'll knock it out of the park. But I am going to go ahead and vote payback too. Insert clever Tegan Knox punk. Tegan Knox was on uh, main event tonight, by the way. It says, is the fans' frustration regarding women's booking being felt internally by those in creative? Do you foresee the things changing in the near future? I do think some things are going to change. I do think there were some questions asked the presser that sort of posed that, uh, but and, and some frustrations extended to me. I mean, the reason I was given for Becky and and Rhea, or Becky and Trish, and then Rhea and Raquel not being on this show was not appropriate when we sit through a, a bloodline match that was about. 10, 15 minutes longer than it needed to be. Entrances that were longer than they needed to be. Videos added to that that didn't need to happen. Uh, there, there was time for the for one of those matches. There was absolutely time. But Becky Lynch came out, cut her promo, and was interrupted by Zoe Stark. Then interrupted by Shayna as well, who's sporting a shiner. Shayna gets thank you Shayna chants, which I thought were nice, but... I thought everybody sort of handled themselves appropriately in this promo. Uh, You've got three different people doing three different things here. Zoe helping build to the Trish match, but also doing uh, the match where Shayna Baszler beats her right afterwards. I feel like that win over Becky is wasted a little bit. Like maybe keep her a little bit more strong after beating Becky, but it's very clear Shayna is on the rise because she also called out Becky after this. So we're getting some good old neck biting back again. 
it's coming back. The neck biting is coming back. But I liked this for uh, two specific things. And you were mentioning the thank oh. you, Shayna uh, Chance. And she literally said, like, oh, I beat Ronda Rousey at SummerSlam and drove Ronda Rousey out of WWE. Now, Sean, there aren't very many times I feel. How do I explain this? There's times where on Twitter people hate a lot on a specific thing. But then all of a sudden you go to a WWE event and it's not necessarily mirroring yeah. what you see on social media, right? There's been a lot of cases like that. And with this one, it was not like that at all. There was a lot of, you know, hate to directed towards Ronda Rousey. And then also on TV, the fans are acknowledging it. They're like, good, yay, she's gone. Keep in mind, she's the one that was betrayed by her friend, uh, Shayna Baszler and all of this. And so it is, it, it's it's kind of you know I, you know it's kind of I would be bummed if I was Rhonda and you know that happened to me I would feel sure. like shit so it does suck to see that for her especially because she's Ronda Rousey but um it is very 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 telling and the other line that I did like um was Zoe Stark basically telling Becky Lynch that the man left her balls at home I thought that was really good and she's getting a lot more comfortable on the mic too I think she's starting to find her voice a little bit. I'll tell you what I liked. Becky stayed ringside and over the weekend she tweeted this making lemonade with all these lemonades or lemons I've been given. What's everyone else up to this weekend? And then at ringside, she is drinking fresh made lemonade and which Wade Barrett tastes. And he goes, it's not bitter at all, which I really <laughs> love. So did triple H mention the lemonade things? Lemon he things at the presser? He sure did. You can tell that he took except. Well, first off, he said he tried to debunk the report and say, well, nothing was pulled from SummerSlam because nothing was announced for SummerSlam. And I'm like, yeah, well, when these women find out three days before Raw that their match is off SummerSlam and there are people that were supposed to come watch the show from their friends and family that are not that don't go now. I was like, come on. There you go. Uh, Jared says replace women's tag with the women's mid card title. We got great women workers and up and coming wrestlers that need shine women's North American title. Now I'm okay with the tag titles. It's just, we got no teams, got no teams. You got to develop some teams and there's plenty of women that aren't on the show. There's Piper, there's Nikki, there's Dana, there's Emma. There's Candace. A, you can count Candace on that. Candace, Candace and Andy, we're, we're about to get into them, but yeah. Orlando says WWE needs a voodoo or exorcism. Uh, those women's tag titles. Just saying, I'm with you, buddy. Same. I really you. feel bad saying that, but damn, like, I don't know, man. If all of a sudden I was backstage and they were like, hey, by the way, you're going to become tag team champion. I'd be like, nah, pass. <laughs> I'll stick in catering. <laughs> well, we got some really great news. Uh, New Day is back. FightfulSelect.com, best $5 in the business. Please subscribe. Reported this this evening. The New Day would be back. They answered the challenge of Viking Raiders. Our friend Adrian Wells, before he even sent that big, generous L.A. Night super chat, uh, or he sent one that said, Good evening. How y'all been? Haven't been here in a while. Great to see the New Day return. It is great to see the New Day return, Denise. Adrian, I'm with you, buddy. There is a big void right now with Sammy and Kevin not as a team. Uh, Kevin was in Detroit. That That's great to, great to see. But man, there's a big void there. And when New Day aren't around, there's just a big void. Like they bridge a lot of stuff. They are always over. They can always fit somewhere. You know, they're always going to have entertaining stuff backstage, like the Jackie Redmond segment where they didn't know who she was, where they talked about being tag team gods. 
after they beat the Viking Raiders in a pretty solid match. But I'm just so glad to see these guys back, Denise. I'm glad too, because I think you definitely needed them. And I didn't like it was fun. The match itself was okay. I wasn't too crazy about it. I'm a little bit bored with the Viking Raid. I'm not a fan right now. Sure. I'm gonna be real. I think they kind of are used to really like the Viking Raiders and they've slowly have just like kept chipping away thought, my fandom and my interest. I thought they were one of the best tag teams on the planet in ROH. I thought they were really, really incredible and still wonderful people, but their WWE run has just been womp. And I don't, it ain't their fault. They don't book it, but just womp. But this match was, it was all right. New day came back. It was a cool moment. This felt more like a Raw After Mania show than Raw After Mania did this year. Man, like, don't with, remind me. I was there. I, I was I so excited, too, because when I got there, they were like, oh, the press tickets are up in the front. And I was like, we're sitting in the front. This is so exciting. <laughs> and I got there, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm like in the fourth row. And, yeah, that was that was it. So, <laughs> so we're actually going to go in reverse on this. Um, actually, Bear Hudson says, is there a difference between a Triple H scrum and a Tony Khan scrum? Hope you guys were able to enjoy Detroit and the improvements we made. So Triple H doesn't really do his in character, but um, the the scrums there are much more in character usually than AEWs, even though AEWs have been a lot more lately. And I don't like that. <laughs> like doing in character stuff we're, we're talking to the actor not the not the the person they're per, play like playing or anything like that but uh tony cons are much longer much 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 longer and later but this one was pretty late too we were there until 2 a.m trey way says hey sean i'm 18 and dream of doing what you do wondering what is the best path to get into it love you guys thanks for the great work uh do everything uh, learn how to write news articles, results, interviews, transcripts, learn how to do audio, video, run the camera, learn how all that stuff works, editing. The more things you know how to do, the more opportunities you open for yourself. And then when you get in the door somewhere, you'll be able to say, oh, I can do this too. And I can do this, 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 and this. Uh, that is the best advice I can give. Uh, Denise? My best advice if you want to make a living, do not work for free for anybody and create your own content. There you go. Uh, yeah, if, if you want to work free for yourself. Go right ahead, Shane. Right I ahead. did that. Everybody's got a platform. I, I mean, I worked for free for a long time and it worked for me, but I've never no, asked I worked anybody. for free too for three years and I regret it. I regret After. it because now I learned all this other stuff. After Buzz. Yeah, they didn't pay me for three years. I but, mean, you know. it worked differently for me. I worked for free for Bill After for five years, and then he recommended me for the job I have now. But that is rare. That doesn't happen a lot. And we're humans. Uh, we need to get paid. Exactly. We all need gotta to get eat. paid. We all need a roof over our head. You can't be. Yeah, no way. You got to get paid. Absolutely. Cody Rhodes promo. It got interrupted. Seth Rollins said, no, 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 no. But then it got erupted, interrupted again by Judgment Day. And then Sami Zayn came out to make the save. So they team up. They disperse Judgment Day. And Cody Rhodes is like, fine, let's do a match tonight. And Seth Rollins is not happy. And I love that Seth Rollins wasn't happy. Why should he be singing Kumbaya with... With Cody Rhodes, he doesn't because like Kumbaya Cody. Because Kumbaya is fun to sing. It ain't. 
It's fun. It's not. But mm. we'll be singing Kumbaya this Wednesday, Denise. It's the 300th episode of Listen, You Boy. You should. Can't, you should kick it off with the Kumbaya. Can't believe that show hasn't got- I don't even know the words got, to Kumbaya. Me either. Uh, can't <laughs> believe that show hasn't got canceled yet. 300 episodes. Tune in. 3 p.m. Eastern, guys. I posted a couple of videos like of our old intros and stuff. Uh, we are very close to getting Jimmy to change the name of the show to The Hump. And I think that doing that immediately after 300 is is absolutely perfect. But uh, we're going to share some memories. He's, he's, it's growing on him. People, there's a groundswell. There's a real groundswell of support for The Hump. The Hump um, is growing on him? Okay. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But uh, please join us, guys. Uh, that show quite literally changed my life, and uh, we're going to reminisce. We're going to talk wrestling. Going to do a lot of stuff. Um, I have always been partial to this very, very great intro that I made, Denise. When you and I would do the show, check check out how classy this is. It's the list, and you girl at Fightful.com with Denise Salcedo and Sean Rossap. They're on fire! Boom shakalaka! 200 strong! You forgot to show the ghetto-ass logo that you made for our show? Do you remember the ghetto oh, oh, logo yeah. that you I made? I still got it. I you still, still got, got it. it. Pop it up. Pop it up. Of course I do. Let me, let me find so, that bad boy. It was so I'll add it to this one. But I used your Grinch graphic as yeah, well. Yeah, like, but yeah, yeah, every time I go to add the Listen Your Boy logo, I see this. Yeah. <laughs> and hold on. The funny part about this is that you're in cartoon and I'm in regular human form. <laughs> that's, that's how it works in real life, too. So, uh, <laughs> guys, please join us. I'm sure we'll go long on uh, Wednesday. So, join us. As far as I know, it's ad free as well because we're just going to spend our time. Uh, You're commercial free that. for the first hour. Free. We are, but uh, not today. I'm traveling a lot. And when you travel, you got to protect your data. You got to protect your privacy online. NordVPN.com slash Fightful allows me to do that. Allows me to browse safely and securely. When you go to an airport, when you go to an arena, a restaurant, a hotel, you're usually connecting to that unsecured Wi-Fi, which leaves you susceptible to having your data stolen, any any number of things taken from your private connection or what should be your private connection. NordVPN.com slash Fightful makes it a private connection with the fastest VPN in the world, a 30-day money-back guarantee, and a ton of other features in addition to that peace of mind that you get when you can browse safely and securely. And I'm talking all your devices. Surface Pro, laptop, desktop, PC, smart TV, router, phone, whatever you're taking with you, nordvpn.com slash Fightful will add extra layers of security to your digital life. You can get a password manager, a file encryption tool. Be safe. Be smart. nordvpn.com slash Fightful. So like five or six segments just rolled into one another on this show. And I really liked it. So the Cody Rhodes promo, of course, is leading to a match. Seth ain't happy. He's like, man, I don't like you all. I, I don't really want to team with you, Cody. And backstage, Sammy calms him down. But then bad stuff happens. 
And uh, I'll tell you what happened. Oh, come on, Sean. Come on. Do we got to do this every week? They're not funny anymore. I give up. JD McDonough uh, headbutted Sami Zayn in the elbow repeatedly. And did you see the size of that thing on Sammy's elbow? I'm going to pull a picture up. I of did. It. I Woof, did. I even started bro. checking my elbow to see like what was up. But yeah, look, you compare a normal elbow Woof. to like his elbow. Oof, that was rough. Our friend, uh, good Mike, where Greg said, you know, sometimes my elbow does it too. Like sometimes it builds up like some bursitis and all that. But I think a lot of people immediately remembered John Cena's triceps injury. And that's what a lot of people were comparing it to. But Man, well, hope he's all right. That's cheap out there, right there. Yeah, but this was planned all along. If you read the fight, the fightful raw plans, fightfulselect.com, best five dollars in the business. Please subscribe. We had Nakamura being involved in this match. We'll get to that momentarily. So backstage, Judgment Day is having their own issues, and JD is like, maybe you should drop that briefcase as Rhea is calming everything down. I'm so invested in the Judgment Day. I am so invested in it. Like, even during the match that we see later, Dom, who is perpetually scared, is like, I'll get in the ring just to keep you guys from fighting type of thing. Loved it. Yes, boy says, love when Finn talks Spanish. So now we've got, is there dissension here? What's going on? Will this person turn on who? How's JD McDonough fill in, like, like factor into this? Vince McMahon out of creative for like two weeks, all of a sudden, look what's happening. J.D. McDonough back back doing Judgment Day teases. But he doesn't like J.D. McDonough? I don't know, but he ain't been on TV since then. Since like for, for months, right? Ain't been on TV for months. So you got that going on. Little did we know at the time, Denise, Nakamura defeating Bronson Reed clean as a sheet would play into this. Matthew England says Bronson Reed is no longer big Bronson Reed. Not true internally. He is still listed uh, as that internally. Nakamura defeated Reed, and I was like, that's suspicious. Because then I saw, you know, I saw him listed internally in the main event, but then Sammy was put in there, and I was like, well, maybe it was a typo. Maybe it was an accident. Him beating Bronson Reed like this with a Triple H booked show. I was like, okay, there's something to this. You didn't like it? No. Okay, tell us. Because I think that Bronson Reed is a unique act. And I think he should be treated as such. I think he should be almost like, you know, Gunther. You know, Gunther is this, you know, is this madman. He's a savage. He's a badass. He's got an aura. Build that aura for Bronson Reed. There is no guy on the roster like Bronson Reed right now. Utilize that. I'm sorry. I was not a fan of this. I think there's just way more upside to pushing Bronson Reed. I, you know what? I, I don't disagree with you there. Shane Schaefer says SRS versus Denise sing off of Nakamura's theme. Go, buddy. You are going to have to pay a lot more <laughs> than that. The bar has been set at 50. Five ain't getting Damn, it done. Dang, you're just out here pimping us out, man. Yeah. Duh. Of course. But uh, Denise, you can sing it if you want. I don't want to sing. Plus, I need someone to help me care, like help me remit, like help me with the start. Because if not, I forget it. Auto tune you. I always, I always need to hear a song first before I can sing it along, just off the top of my head. 
Guys, please leave a thumbs up on this video. It goes a long way. Uh, if you're watching uh, after the fact, please leave a comment below. Tell us your favorite thing about Raw. And uh, also, quick plug, I got an interview with Richard Holiday. He's only done one other. It was the Busted Open uh, since he came back from Hodgkin's lymphoma. This one means an awful lot to me. We tried to get him out here in studio in Kentucky, but couldn't exactly match up times. But uh, I'm, I'm very, very honored that he wanted to do this interview. So please check that out. J.M. Melagrito says it seemed after continued kayfabing at the presser. After is largely, it, it does a lot of kayfabe related stuff. Like there's nothing wrong with that. It depends on whatever your outlet wants. I know a lot of people are like, why didn't they ask this? Why didn't they ask that? A lot of it's what your outlet does, what your outlet wants or, or anything like that. So Raquel is backstage trying to get cleared and it ain't happening yet. And she don't give a damn, Denise. She went out and tried to beat the brakes off of Rhea. I loved everything about this. This is one of my favorite things about Raw. She started to come out there and whip Rhea's ass. And it, that wasn't it. Indy and Candice were like, no, 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 no. We're getting in on this too. They're like, we're sick of this bullshit. You guys don't mind jumping all these dudes. Don't mind attacking all them. So we're going to jump you. Like, phrasing, what? Sean. Phrasing. What? Jumping all these dudes? That's not bad. That's yes, that's bad. bad. If I said humping all these dudes, that'd be one thing. I said jumping, jumping all these dudes. Accounts. Not bad. Not bad at all. Sort but of bad. This brawl kicked ass. Uh, Rhea's throwing shoes at Candace. Candace is trying to uh, fight fight her way out. Shane's upset because we won't sing Nakamura's theme. We ain't a jukebox, my friend. That's on Tuesday nights. Head over there, my friend. But I love this. KE775 says, great to see Candace. Do you think it's her versus Rhea in the future? They definitely set up her and Rhea in the future. Rhea's going to whip that ass, but they set it up in the future, Denise. And they set up Rhea and Raquel even more. I loved this. I agree. I think everything that you got already was everything that I wanted to say. I agree with the Raquel Rhea <laughs> stuff. So copy and paste. I'm stealing the same thing you said. Copy and paste. Denise not even earning her earning her money here. Orlando no, says I 57 minutes in. I'm sorry. You said everything I wanted to say. Orlando Orego no. says, I enjoy Rhea fighting with the three women. Nobody can stop mommy. I like that she like they still had to pull her away from it. Like she's she's not scared of fighting three people. Like she wants to fight three people. She's like finally a challenge type of thing. I just the thought this should was be. awesome. Yeah. She is she is a badass champion. I just think that this was one of my favorite women's segments of all time was the Charlotte. Oh, I thought Becky. you were gonna say this one. I was like, what? No, no, no. I mean, this was this is one of my favorite women's segments outside the ring that they've done in, in recent memory. But okay. the Charlotte uh Becky Rhonda brawl outside. Oh, it kicked so much ass. That was I, good. That one's a highlight for sure. I loved when Sasha and Charlotte went into the crowd and fought. Like I like when they they apply these chaotic situations to the women and the women don't miss a beat. Bro, don't we want to throw beat. down. Every woman wants to throw down at some point. <laughs> Not me though. <laughs> Y'all says I'm just glad New Day are back. Me too, my friend. Me too. Rollins, Rhodes, and Nakamura defeat Judgment Day. So there was some dissension with Judgment Day, as I mentioned. I like Rhea even like not as worried about her own stuff. She's like yelling at Damian Priest. She's like, you're the legal man. Get in. She's 
being a manager here too. So Rhea, not only one of the best performers in the ring, one of the best managers as well. Uh, I thought that was really good. I am. It's it's so weird to see how a, what a difference a year can make because I am completely invested in everything Judgment Day now. I think they're they're one of the best stables that I, I've seen in a long time in WWE. So let me tell you, I was looking at this today, so this popped up into my head. Is Today I was looking through my YouTube stuff, right? Because I was trying to plan out videos and whatnot. And I remember one of my first interviews with Dominic Mysterio. It got a couple thousand views, right? It's fine. But then the interview after that got way more. And then the interview after that, the, the, the difference between the first one and like the third one, night and day and i'm thinking to myself holy shit like this actually worked what they decided to do worked and you're seeing that simply by the interest that people have in the actual act and granted like you know people will still argue about it and that's fine but um i think they've gotten a lot more right with dominic mysterio than i had originally intended to give credit because i was just sitting here not too long ago you know saying all sorts of things I'm sending all of the Dominic interviews I have off to our shorts guy to just repurpose them and get shorts out of them. Dominic is now the, if people see Dominic, I'm going to click on him. He's a draw. Uh, So the big story about this, besides the the good match, Shinsuke Nakamura hits the Kinshasa on Seth. Now, I hate that version of the move. I hate it, but I'm interested. It's like they're they're doing something a little bit different. He ain't ever going to win that title, I don't think. But Crew Kid says, Shinsuke and Seth, don't mind if I do. And Justin says, I hope this means we get nut punch Shinsuke with his heel theme. Seth better wear a cup. I would like to see a situation like that where Seth does outsmart him. But, man, they they really booked his last top run really, really badly. And hopefully I'm worried this is about a chance. his face. Finn Balor's face. Oh, yeah. He took a stomp. Then today he got a boot to the face. Then again he got hit with the briefcase. With the big, with the big feet. Bro's getting all this damage to his face. Boy, that ref was blind. He was Mr. Magoo. Like he was staring right at the briefcase. Well, boys will be boys, I guess. That's him. Jesus, man. Uh, a Stag says, "Love the double swerve. Expected Seth to turn on Cody, only for Nakamura to be the one to turn on Seth. It was so well done. Sets up a humper." Hopefully a humper. I'm ready to see. I said this before. I'm ready to see a Shinsuke Nakamura banger. And me joking about Shinsuke Nakamura surfing is because every time I'd be like, man, I wish that Shinsuke's work in the ring mirrored more of what we saw in New Japan that made me fall in love with his work. And people are like, "Uh, he just wants to collect the bag and surf. I'm like, well, good for him. I want to see him have good matches. If he's going to be on wrestling shows, I want to see him have good wrestling matches. And quite frankly, there haven't been a ton of great Shinsuke Nakamura singles matches in WWE, especially once you got past the Shinsuke Nakamura Sami Zayn match. How if dare anybody you, Sean, can, you're telling me that those whole like nine matches that he had with Baron Corbin weren't all five stars? Mm, How dare no, you? I mean, <laughs> NXT stuff with Balor was okay. He had good ones with Aries. Um the last man standing with AJ was very good. But outside of AJ Styles in a one-on-one capacity, I could think of 50 matches that he had outside of WWE that were better than his next best one-on-one match. So. Right. That's 
pretty much how I feel too. That's why earlier when I said I felt there was more upside to pushing and doing something with Bronson, uh, that was kind of what I was getting at. Y'all says, actually, okay. He said, actually said my name wrong, but it's okay. Denise did too at first. How do I say it? Y'all, name? I can't see. Y'all Abiri Menu. Oh, Yao. His name is Yao. Okay, Yao. Like Yao Ming. Okay, cool. Sorry about that, Yao. I apologize. In Simmons says, uh, Bronson Reed is cool, but his character, since he lost Shinsuke for Money in the Bank, has come off like a sore loser who I just want to see lose. <laughs> he should have been a big, big man who kills people and never lost. Well, I thought so too. I thought that tsunami was just a perfect finisher, Denise. It looked great. People go, oh, crap. Whenever that happens, they're like, damn. And he never hurts anybody with it. I absolutely think he should be there for a push. I think they need to reboot him in some capacity. I agree. Cam says you can tell it's Triple H because he loses his brawls. What do you mean? <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Anyway, oh, maybe he meant loves his brawls. Loves his brawls. Yes, there you go. Yes. Loves his brawls. There you go. Very good point. Very good point. Uh, guys, leave a thumbs up on this video. Subscribe, Denise. Tell the people where they can find you. YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. That's the place to be. Twitter. TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, at underscore Denise Salcedo. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, threads, TikTok. FightfulSelect.com is the best way to support us. We got good news. We're supplying like over half the exclusive wrestling news that you guys see from FightfulSelect.com. You can get it directly. You don't have to worry about secondhand sources. And you can ask us questions about those stories. Promise if you try it once, you'll love it. 40 additional podcasts a month. Please help us get to 100,000 followers. It would mean an awful lot. We once had our channel um, completely nuked. and <laughs> Literally like two weeks after I started was when that happened. Yeah, we had it nuked for about uh, two months and didn't think we were going to get it back. And we had to fight and we got it back. And uh, here we are almost ready to hit 100,000. Didn't uh, we do a show on your channel? We did a bunch of them on my channel. Right, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we are heading there. I'm hoping to get there by my birthday, August 30th. It would mean a lot, guys. Until next time, we're out. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.